Hello, George Halford, uh, Local Matters Talk Show. Uh, welcome. The purpose of this show is to uh, talk about interesting people. And uh, do we have an interesting, I want to say interesting character, but I'm going to be polite and call him interesting people today. Uh, the format is I've got to learn to listen, and the audience knows that. I've got a guy who really can do it. And today we have Michael Detweiler. Michael, good friend since I've been here in 04, and just a great friend. He's usually interviewing me when you were a host on this show. Yes, sir. I think that's right. So, that's right. Uh, love this show, and I was telling you, Michael, that uh, the show that I, I'm enjoying getting to know people that I already know. Yes. They're just so so rich, the stories. It so, is. We're, we're hoping to go deep today. Great. Let you go as deep as you want to go. But uh, I, I just want to welcome you and, uh, and, and, and our audience. So here we go. Tell me, who are you? Where'd you come from? Well, first off, George, thank you for having me on the show. It's an, it's an honor, and it's great to sit here with you and catch up. Um, so I was born in the early 60s, so oh, I, turned that, I turned that big magic number uh, this <laughs> past year and um born in louisville that's how you say it louisville that's right louisville that's right kentucky yeah and um my dad was in the manufacturing business and he was a young guy and he wanted to move up so his way to move up was to be able to move Mm -hmm. and so um we lived in kentucky ohio indiana maryland mississippi and then got to Cookville in 1976. So you're a native. You're 76. That's a native. That's, That's a native. Enough. That's been a long time. <laughs> It'll be 50 years here in about two and a half years. Man, so it's great. hard to believe that it's gone by so fast. So that's, um, <clears throat> you know, each state was interesting in its own right. So we lived in Xenia, Ohio. Of okay. course, in 1974, a tornado went through Xenia and just destroyed the city killed 33 people no and and so we lived there we didn't live there during that time Uh, but one of the homes we lived in was completely destroyed and the other home we lived in didn't have a scratch on it um and then we moved from there to northern Indiana. So you can imagine uh, the oh, climate sure. in northern Indiana is a little different <laughs> than sure, it is in Cook, Cookville. <laughs> and then in Maryland, Maryland was neat because it was close to Washington, D.C. Oh, you were right there at the hub. Right, close to Annapolis. And so that was just a fantastic place to live. And then when we moved from Maryland to Mississippi, we got to Picayune, Mississippi. I know where Picayune is. South of Meridian. You got From it. where you you were where from. Up, yeah. And so um, when we moved to Picayune, my mom cried when she saw the town because oh. she's like, oh, my gosh. this is She a, wouldn't be the first. This is a dump, you know. <laughs> oh, but, yeah. Yeah. but when we moved three years later and left, she cried when oh, yeah. she left oh, yeah. because she said, I love this place. Yeah. And so it, we just fell in love and... It's a great area, and then we came here, and we literally never left. This is home. I this mean, you home. are. This is, is home, it. So, without a doubt, talk to me about growing up here. And you, you got a sister, I believe. I have two sisters. Two sisters. Um, and just talk about your 
Don't spend too long in sure. high school. But sure. Let's just, Absolutely. Let's just go through and talk about So growing up here, we moved here in 76, so I was going in, into the eighth grade, and my sister mm-hmm. Susan was going into the seventh grade, and yeah. Karen was going into the second grade. So to give you some yeah. uh, perspective, Northeast Elementary was the new school. <laughs> So that, for our listeners, is, you know, kind of, wow, it was brand new. And it was a new concept where the the rooms were kind of in clusters and there were no doors on the classrooms. And and so it made it easier to move from class to class. And so uh, that's when we moved here. And then, of course, I graduated from Putnam County Senior High School. Putnam County Senior High School. And so that, that was the name of the school at the time. And I think... Um, our good friend Tom Jones was class president, I yeah. think, the next year. Okay. And so their um, project for their class was to get the approval for the name change to Cookville High School. And I so see. they had to go through the school the school oh. board and everything else. And there was a lot of pushback Ooh. because sure. my class was graduating from a school that didn't exist anymore. Oh, and yeah. so then, oh, yeah. you know, on and on. I mean, it doesn't matter. No, but back then it did. It did. But it, <laughs> but it made sense because we also had Monterey and we had Upperman. And, and sure. so it made sense for it to be Cookville High School. So, Tom, if you're listening, way to go, buddy. Way, That's right. I'm proud of you. <laughs> But, um, no, that was um, – growing up here was just neat. Had a lot of opportunities because my, you know, dad was vice president and general manager at Tutco. I did not know that. Yes, and okay. my mom uh, worked for the state of Tennessee, and before that she worked for the city of Cookville. And then before that she taught in the school system. But, again, to give you how many years ago this was, she didn't get offered – a permanent job with the system because, quote, she wasn't from here. So you see what I'm saying? And, of course, it's not like that today. But but, um, but it gave her an opportunity to move from out of teaching into city government and then eventually into state government. And she worked for ECD for many years, and that's where she retired from. And so she covered a lot of the upper Cumberland counties, you know, planning departments, oh, you know, going to the different meetings. She saw this and whole thing she did. unfold. She did. She did. She did. She had a good grasp on the area. And so when I was working for the congressman, I'd go to Cumberland County and introduce myself. They and knew. they'd say, they you know, is that your mom? Was Kay your mom? And I said, and I kind of had to go, well, friend or foe, you know, if you were a developer, they were more of a foe. And but, but anyway, she kind of held people's feet to the fire as far as yeah. what size water line that they were going to put in sure. and everything else. Because sometimes these cities and counties need help with that. They don't have the uh, re- resources. They don't. For, infrastructure, they for don't. that type of expertise. They no don't. And, and at that time, they they needed somebody tough who came in from the state that the city and county could blame it on the lady from the state. She's making y'all put in that extra bigger water line. Years later, when you need a bigger water line. Think of Lake Tansy. Think of uh, Fairfield Glade. Think of all the development that happened in Crossville in the 80s and 90s. And so um, having the right size infrastructure made a lot of sense we don't think long term enough we I don't no, no, no. We, or, we don't we and, and we look back we never build it long, and infrastructure is a long-term it is process well i'll tell you i'll give you a good example noble cody told me that 
not getting 10th Street widened to five lanes during his time on council in the 90s when they could have done it and they didn't have enough votes was his biggest regret from public service. For an absolute fraction. Yes, sir. Fraction for what it'll cost us now. And, And so that's moving forward to Fisk Road. And then eventually they'll have to figure out how to, you know, get it on down to Washington. So, That's right. That's so right. it's going to be an expensive pro- project. Yeah. So then you, uh, man, you, you, we, we'll do the weather. We'll, sure. You're the weather man. We'll get that in a minute. But you, then you, uh, you got you. You've always had an interest in public policy. We I were have. talking about that I public have. policy. You, you went on, and eventually you, Diane Black, you were yes, her, sir. was her district field, whatever the Re- field representative. And Diane Black. That's when I met you. Yeah, and I think with that. Um, my interest went back to high school. I was part of the Tennessee Tomorrow Club. Yes. Mm-hmm. And Tennessee Tomorrow got high school students who joined that club interested in the process of government. Wow. And, and so we, we got to visit Nashville and attend the you know House mm-hmm. um, session. And it was interesting. Our um, representative at the time was Jerry Jarrett, and he asked okay. uh, Speaker McWhorter if he could recognize the Tennessee Tomorrow class from wow. Putnam County oh, senior, yeah. senior High School. And <laughs> McWhorter in those half glasses, oh, you, you know, in the speaker's gavel, he never looked up, and he hammered it down, and he said, denied. So then we started booing him from our uh, <laughs> up in the perch. No, I didn't. Uh, and he slams that thing down three or three or four times and said, "I I will have you removed." <laughs> and so, so these people that caused all sorts of problems last year in the Tennessee Three and all that garbage. I mean, there's rules. There's yes. rules to that. Yeah. place decorum man. there is de- decorum and, the if, right. and if you're going to act out then then you're going to be penalized for it and you ought to be and so that's oh, sure. my that's my political speak for the day <laughs> so. but joe you, know, you you and i have had this conversation many times just the impact in school the impact yes, one uh, one teacher who encouraged you to do something sure or, uh, the, exploring the political whatever i mean just the impact that I don't know if we get that today in the modern education. Not a, I think there are examples, yes. but but yes. that it, it's, we we've lost that as a as a as a nation as a society. Sure, sure. You know? There are those um, teachers out there that really motivate. Yes, and make um, a difference. Kids and and I can think of several that my son and daughter have had over the last several years, mm-hmm. and they. Um, you know, my son loves math and is challenged by the yeah. hardest math because he developed a love for math because of a good teacher who said, who 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 knew how to challenge him. Well, talk about your family. You're going to get in big trouble here. I know. Much I am. So I going into your wife and your that's kids. That's right. And, that's and, right. Uh, so I'm married to uh, Sean Hudson, uh, Dr. Yeah. Tony Hudson's only daughter. Uh, she's a blessing. Oh, uh, we yeah. have three children. We have Kelsey, who her and her husband are the youth pastors at Hope Church out in All Good. I did not know. That's that. right. Okay. And so they're back here in town. And then we have Mary Catherine, who's 16. She's uh, now a driver, and she's a sophomore at the high school, plays on the tennis team. Hey, that's great. And then we have Levi, who's our youngest, and he's he's an athletic kid uh, who was the fastest 13-year-old in the state of Tennessee in cross-country this year. Holy moly. He competed in the national championships up in Louisville. 
Ken, Kentucky. So Louisville back Louisville, to Louisville. Louisville back yeah. to Louisville. What goes so, around comes around. So I couldn't find the house where I supposedly was born when we lived there. So, but uh, I just have a blessing of a family, and I'm just well, a Michael. We're going to come back to that. Um, George Hawford with Michael Detwallow. We will return. What's so important about shopping with locally owned businesses? When you shop local, your hard-earned dollars stay here in the community, helping to benefit your friends and neighbors, local schools, roads, and all aspects of community life. But what happens to my money if I spend it online or at a national chain store? In most cases, the profits go far away, out of state, corporate headquarters, or even overseas. It doesn't take any extra effort to shop local. Office Mart on South Jefferson and Cookville is your locally owned office furniture and supply store. For over 35 years, they've been proud to serve businesses in the Upper Cumberland with quality and value. You get real customer service, too. And unlike shopping online, you can actually see and try out the large inventory of office furniture in their showroom. And when it's delivered, it's not a box on your step. They're glad to install and set up everything. Office Mart. There's no other locally owned office store in the region. South Jefferson Avenue across from Hardee's. Shop local at Office Mart. Well, here we go again. George Halford, uh, Michael Detweiler, good friend. And uh, we, when we last uh, were talking, we were talking about family. Let's yes, pick up on that. And uh, you, you have a rich family. I mean, a group of people, yes. extended family. So yes. let's go back. Let's spend a little time on that. So my father-in-law is Dr. Tony Hudson. He's a well-known Love physician here in town. And he... Um, he is uh, currently 76 years of age, wow. and uh, he's been practicing uh, for many, many years. He moved here in Cookville with Haven the same month as we moved here to Cookville. How about that? And in fact, they both looked at the same house, and Tony and Haven bought it before my parents did, and it was my dad's favorite And you house. married. I married his daughter. Pro- that's providential. I know, Providential. Right? We'll come back to that a little Yeah, how about page. that? Yeah. And I met my wife at the Cookville Pregnancy Clinic We're that she talk worked about that at. In a moment. Yeah. And so um, it, it was neat. I was there to sell advertising to them. And uh, that's where we met. And you know Ron Graves, who oh, used sure. to be at Lamar oh, Advertising. Ron, sure. So Ron asked me how it went. I said, I don't have a clue, but there's this beautiful red <laughs> there. And that's said, it, buddy. I, I said, i got to figure out another way to get back there to see her again. That's so, providential, How about too, that? Man. That's so, providential, yeah, too. So. But Dr. Tony uh, loved the guy. He's yes, a, he's my therapist. Yes, in addition yes. to being my primary. <laughs> he's a lot of people's therapist. He's been a friend. Uh, <laughs> I love the guy. Very active. And what y'all are doing, talk about. Yes, sir. Talk about his uh, – star, uh, he's – Occup- he retired he started, years ago, occupational health, and now yes, he sir. is a – y'all have expanded yes, into sir. a lot of we, things. We really have. So he started his practice, or he joined a practice, Internal Medicine Associates here in Cookville, and our older listeners would Understand know who that, who that was. And um, so in 1991, out of a quality of life factor, he and Jim Talmadge decided yep. to leave internal medicine and open up their own practice um, called Corporate Medical Services, okay, is what the name of it was at the time. I did and not know that. So they had one customer, Averett, 
and that, so that, um, that definitely helps. And um, they uh, w- built it from there, and so they mm-hmm. did um, work workman's comp. You know, you get you get hurt on the job. You got to sure. go see. They give you a list of three or four, you know, uh, mm-hmm. places to go see, and you pick one of the places, and you're seen. And so that's how they built the practice, and 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 they did. Basically, if Dr. Talmadge was on duty, uh, then Dr. Hudson would go knock on doors to ask for business and then vice, vice versa. versa. Yeah. And so that's how they literally built what became occupational health. And so today we have four providers. We have a, a large private practice. Um, Dr. Hudson doesn't see as many patients today, no. but, but what he does do is he sees every DOT physical on every truck driver that comes through Averett. Wow. And that's a lot of truck that's drivers. That's a commitment. It's Isn't a commitment. That a commitment? It is. It is. And so we, we do a lot of drug screens for, um, sure. for businesses and Companies, governments and all over the Upper Cumberland. Um, we most recently uh, have joined forces with a company called Interstate Health System, and Dr. Hudson is the uh, chief medical officer. Okay. And so Interstate Health has opened a new facility in Racine, Wisconsin, and a second one in Port Wentworth, which was outside of Savannah. And so our goals there are to see the DOT drivers to do the DOT medical exams. It's also to build a nice private practice for our practitioners there. It is also to help out the traveling public. Our our Racine practice is located in a travel plaza. It's probably the cleanest (laughs) truck stop. You'll ever see, yeah. Yes, but it had a... Um, it had a restaurant. It had several restaurants in it, and the bathrooms are manned by people that that's their job. It's just that job, and it was the cleanest restrooms. I mean, I even think it beat the Bucky's restaurant. <laughs> so um, it, it just uh, wasn't. It was an amazing place. So Racine, Wisconsin, and then our second one in outside of Savannah is located right next door to a travel plaza slash truck stop. At the port of Savannah, so 12,000 trucks ingress and egress out of that port every single day. And so we are building these practices up based on the model of occupational health. Right here in Cookville. Here in Cookville. blossomed. I mean, it's been blossoming for a long time. It has been. It has been. Um, Occupational health is a corporate training facility for our nurse practitioners based here in Cookville. Peter Metz and his organization did the design of our clinics I love based right I love here that. in Cookville, even yeah. though the founder and the CEO are based out of Brentwood, Tennessee. They found it. they found a lot of value coming here to Cookville and people who were knowledgeable. And so they have been just thrilled to make to build relationships with people here oh, in this area. What a story. Uh, yeah, what a what a story. And so we have uh, two more um, clinics that are going to open up here in, you know, just after first of the year. And we're very excited. I can't announce where yet. And we're also looking at um, e- existing clinics as well. Man, this place, I've, I've lost touch. <laughs> I look around and I, since retiring and we're blossoming. You we said are. this earlier off, Aaron. In spite of what's going on in the world, yes, in the nation, right, 
uh, we're we're so blessed in this up have been. We uh, are. We have a great work ethic, great people, location. Absolutely. Yada yada yada. Well, I, I mean, I look George at the building per- permits every um, we, year, every month. Every I month just we're ahead of yeah, last year. Yeah, I just I, I I look at those a lot, and and it's really neat how we continue. To grow, you know, you look at the new Drake's restaurant that opened. Oh, you look oh. at the two new checkers that have been announced. One of them's being built. You look at the Seven Brew, which was built oh. in like thirty-five days or whatever, and they <laughs> opened, you know, soon. Um, it, it's it's really neat how our area continues to prosper and grow. The historic West Side is love, beautiful. Love, love that. Love and, that. And the city continues to do work on the infrastructure there. I just you, oh, yeah. you know I'm just thrilled with our with our area. Well, you know uh, our our role in, in the chamber. Uh, one of the things is race per capita income. Yes, sir. more and more we want to give people less and less a reason. To not have to leave our community or our region, Upper Cumberland, right. for goods and services. We want to keep our kids at home. Right. Uh, I remember Dr. Oldham saying at Tech, Tennessee Tech, you know, we graduate all these engineers and high-level people, and they go to work in these companies sure. and other communities. Sure. So we're reaching that critical size, Yes. the tipping point, and yes. it's exciting, and you're – Man, you guys are right there in yes. the middle of it. Yeah, and and it'd be, it'd be it'd be real easy to just say, oh, hey, we're just going to do what we do here at this That's single right. clinic. But as but as Doctor Hudson saw and met with these gentlemen and saw the plan, the vision. Yes, originally he was just going to advise them and, and talk about how we did things here. But the more and more he talked about it, he, he said, it. "He said I want to be a part it's, of this." It's a new lease. Well, it is, and he, a, a, he 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 said he said I wish I were forty six instead of right. seventy six because yeah. he said this is exciting. Well, he lost Haven in the last yes, few years. Yes, uh, sir. He's got this wonderful family. Yes, and, sir. Uh, Ten grandchildren. He wow. travels to a lot of sporting going, events. Oh yeah, he's always going to a soccer thing or right. that. I understand basketball that now, so. and on and on and yeah, on. So, and so, but we're going to get a little more into that in just a moment and spend a little more time talking about Diane Black yes. and you and what what you've been doing and your faith. I yes, want us to share with that. that. So, George Hawford with uh, Michael Detweiler, and uh, we'll be back. George Hawford uh, with Michael Detweiler. Uh, uh, we were just talking off air. You, you and I both in different worlds, in different assignments, have have been in the public uh, public policy, public yes, agility. Let's just spend some time talking about where, as you see it, you've been a you uh, and let's talk about Diane Black sure, a little bit. And let's go back through the politics of that. Sure. So um, I I had the opportunity to um, be a public servant, um, serving the public, of course. Yes, you did. While working for Congressman Di- Diane Black, she uh, was elected to office in 2010. We assumed office in Jan- January 2011. And worked for her for eight years, from the wow. very first day she was in office to the very last day she she yep. was in office. Yep. Um, she eventually became the budget chairman for the House of Representatives, first woman in American history to hold that 
that position. I remember that. Yeah. I remember that. Um, just she's sharp. She's friendly. She was most recently speaking up in Overton County yeah. about kind of what's going on in the U.S. And in, interestingly enough, um, I got to know her by going to Tennessee Titans games. Her season tickets and my parents' season tickets were side by side of each wow, other. Wow, I did and not so see. I learned something. There you today. go. Yeah, so yeah. she, um, mom, asked her one day what she did for a living, and she said, "Well, I'm a nurse, and I'm also the state rep for the Gallatin area." And so um, she had served in the state house for six years, and then. She ran for state senate and and won that as well. She was an underdog in both of the races, and you know, not known in the house race, and won it. You know, as a nurse, she would knock on doors, and oh, she sure. tells this story, and they open the door, and they'd say, "You treated me at the emergency <laughs> room," you know. And so, anyway, she really enjoyed the camp the campaigning, but she ended up in the state senate. She was the um, uh, caucus chair for the for for our side and was the first woman in Tennessee history to have that. She was the first female president of Rotary. How about that? How about that? How about that? Yeah. So she, um, you know, because years ago men were only allowed to be the you know right. you president not, of Rotary. Not, so yeah, they, so so they she did not even be in Rotary. Yeah, right. So years she, ago. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, but. Um, Got to know her through the Tennessee Titans games, and then she called my mom one day when Bart Gordon decided to retire. I remember and, that. Um, she said, I'm going to run for Congress for the district, for the 6th district. And, of course, uh, she had connections down in her area. She didn't have as many up here. And she called my mom thinking, hey, Kay knows some people. And so uh, my mom said to her, hey, let me – text you michael's number because he knows a lot more people since i'm retired yeah you're so the younger the i'm next the younger generation. version right so then uh she reaches out to me and said hey i'm gonna run for congress and i need help are you willing to help and i said absolutely oh my god yeah so that's how it all got started and so she would uh, email me and say here's a list of my people that i want to go see and of course you know when you're Working in business in the pub- public arena, you know those people. You already know them. Sure, those people sure. that she needed to see, sure. I could pick up the phone and call sure. because I knew them. Sure. And so um, that's how we got going. And so she would meet me here in Cookville. She'd jump in my car, and I'd say, okay, we'll get your list out. And here call we go. them out, and we're, we're going to go see them. And so, like, for instance, Jack and Johnny Stites. And mm-hmm. so we'd drive there to J&S and um, – um, Johnny jokes that, you, you know, I thought I was for somebody else in that race. But then when I <laughs> met her, he said he called her the assassin because she would pick you off. And so oh, yeah. and yeah. anyway, so he, he jokes about But you about were a natural for that. Well, Timing and here am I, Lord, send me. Yes, and, and, and so I was in a, in a position here locally that was a business-to-business job. And um, when she won the race, uh, they interviewed some candidates. And wow, uh, she a great choice. She asked me to do that, and you know, we had to pray about it because um, it sure. was it was less than what I was making. I understand? But it was an opportunity, and, yeah. and those opportunities don't come around very often. So I had peace. It's about a God it. thing. It is, and 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 so she was fantastic to work for. Oh, I mean, she. That 
remembers birthdays. She remembers anniversaries. She'd call my wife and um, sing her happy birthday. I mean, <laughs> I mean, she's had this busy schedule, and she would do those things. She took care of her staff. She uh, checked on us a lot. Uh, we had a weekly meeting face-to-face, and, and so she was just, you know, incredible to work for, a, a genuine lady who, yes. um, even if you disagreed with her politics, and she and I, she said this all the time, listen, you're not going to agree with your spouse all the time, you're not going to agree with right. what your pastor says all the time. Amen. She says, I don't expect my staff to agree with me all the time, and we can talk about it, but we'll talk about it in private. And so that's – we did. And so she was great to work, work for. Yeah. George Hofford, Michael Detweiler, continuing on. Uh, great. It was – a again, we're not talking partisan politics sure. or anything. We have we had some great people running. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, but Diane was right there in the fray, and she was. Ran, what Randy Boyd, yes, sir. Governor Lee, Governor Lee, yeah, it was, it was just uh, it was, and then um, uh, Beth Harwell, who Beth was Harwell the former, was in there, so former it was speaker, a, yeah, and it, that was the go the governor's race. You know, she she stepped down from being. Um, you know, head of the budget committee and decided to run for governor. Of course, oh, yeah. you know, there, was, were, there were a lot of people that wish she would have stayed, stayed in the budget. Right, right, right yeah. stayed yeah. in the House. But she did decide to run for governor. We ran hard. Of course, I was still on the official side, so I could do nothing in terms of campaigning. Cause well, that's true. You, you were the you constituent were service. Yes, sir. Uh, yes, sir. I in was the, the field. You I were was the, yeah. yeah, I was the one who was transmitting the information to her. And so um, that was a race that was crazy and, 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 and fun and interesting and – um, learned a lot. We learned a lot. And um, I, I think if the race had been held two weeks before, you know, we might have slipped in. And oh, yeah. then yeah. Um, Governor Lee ran a, um, he what we call in the political world, he threaded the needle. He did. And so, nice guy, very. Yeah. And at that time, the whole outsider thing was a big deal. I'm, I'm not a politician and no, I'm not no, this no. and I'm an outsider and this well and that. Well thought of, Listen. well respected. Michael Detweiler, uh, the more the world changes, the more it stays the same. That's right. God bless you and thank, thank you, George. you for local matters.